there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. I've got a kind of disgustingly sore throat this morning. I'm oh, no. very much hoping that it's not COVID again. You wait three oh. years for COVID, Josh, and then maybe it hits you twice in six oh. weeks or something. Yeah. Unbelievable. Not not spending vital funds on COVID tests anymore when there are uh, wonderful Lego sets to be bought or theme parks to visit, which should really be the financial (laughs) priority of just about anyone. But it's certainly the financial priority of myself. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, Actually, Josh, there is another thing that is a financial priority for me at the moment, and that is renewing no sponsorship here. My Cineworld Unlimited card, chiefly, chiefly, Josh, not for as tempting as they are, Fast and the Furious 10 or Indiana Jones 5 or insert franchise name with ridiculously large number here. But Josh, the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yes, please. Please, please, we need... We need some podcast content, Hollywood, and Hollywood has obliged. (laughs) We've talked about The Haunted Mansion before the original 2003 film, which was part of our, what was this, back in 2019, theme park film review series. What a time to be alive that was. What a season. Uh, What are your memories of of that particular Haunted Mansion film, Josh, both from the time and then also coming back to it 20 years later almost? Uh, I remember quite enjoying it when it first came out. Um, I guess I was of of that age when it was kind of... uh, It it hits quite well, even though it's not actually a great film. Um, Mm. And then coming back to it later on for the podcast uh, was tough. It was, you know, there's a myriad of... uh, films in there that are not great that are based on Disney uh, theme park properties and and I think weirdly that's one of the highlights which isn't saying a lot actually about them and it's still not good no no if if you're relatively new to the Park Crush podcast if you weren't listening back in 2019 first of all what's what's going on yeah why Uh, not Second of all, yes, we we made the bold and and probably misguided decision to work our way through every known film that we could find that had been inspired, you know, based on a theme park ride. So there were highlights such as Pirates of the Caribbean and... um, That might actually be it. uh, But they're, they're making a bit of a comeback. So we had the Jungle Cruise... Was that last year or the year before? I forget. We've got The Haunted Mansion. They're remaking The Haunted Mansion. It's coming out this summer. And this week we've got our first trailer. So this is not a, a sort of a sequel or anything. It's nothing to do with the original. It is, it's just a remake. And a new director, Justin Simeon, new cast, including Lakeith Stanfield, Rosario Dawson, Jared Leto, Danny DeVito... Tiffany Haddish, Winona Ryder, Jamie Lee Curtis, Owen Wilson. Pretty good cast, actually. 
Josh. Yeah, and uh, what do you make of the of the trailer? Which you know, I'm sure everyone who's listening has probably watched it by now. I can't imagine being a big enough theme park fan to listen to this and yet not have <laughs> watched the Haunted Mansion trailer. But what, what did you make of what you saw, Josh? I th- I was intrigued. I think you know it. It toes a very good feel uh, to it, really. Uh, it wasn't too comedic. It wasn't too serious. Um, kind of down the line that you kind of want it to be. Um, it clearly had elements from the rides that you uh, would like to see, such as the stretching room. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Thing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, my main concern is its road to this point so it it, there has been talk of a new haunted mansion film for quite a number of years i think at one point guillermo del toro was attached and i mean i don't love guillermo del toro stuff as much as i think it's cool to like guillermo del toro i mean he strikes me as like one of the ultimate directors if you're a film student you know people love to wax lyrical about guillermo del toro stuff i i appreciate his work and like visually it's always very striking but i don't know sometimes the storytelling doesn't hit for me however i can't deny i would have been incredibly intrigued to see what he might have done with the haunted mansion i just think that that that's potentially a match made in heaven when you think about as i say what he's known for which often is you know very striking uh you know creepy visuals whether it's pan's labyrinth or something more recent like um Nightmare Alley. Uh, that Pinocchio? Yes. Yes, Pinocchio for Netflix. Not not the Tom Hanks one, we should stress. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and I guess that sums it up, right, in a way. Like, we could be getting the Pinocchio of Haunted Mansion films, the, the Del Toro Pinocchio of Haunted Mansion films. Are we instead going to get the Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio of Haunted Mansion films? I guess that is my my concern but I, I suppose I will just go into this with pretty low expectations because history suggests that it will probably be bad and if it's anything other than bad if it's even just okay that will maybe be enough yeah but I think you're right like you know the the trailer I think at least suggests that aesthetically they've they've kind of got the the look of the ride pretty right they've captured kind of the spirit of the ride I guess just for people who might not be aware, I've just pulled up the plot synopsis here on IMDb. So the setup is a bit different to the Eddie Murphy film from 03. Uh, Here it's about a single mum named Gabby who hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest and a historian. It sounds like the start of a joke. (laughs) To help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. So I guess in some sense it's, it's not a dissimilar setup to that original in that it's a family moving into the haunted mansion and subsequently discovering that it's haunted. Yeah. I maybe would have liked to see them maybe try something a bit different. Like, I don't know, um, like, like stumbling across the haunted mansion or having it be this kind of, this known haunted house within a community or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you think about uh, what makes the, the queue, and the build-up to actually going on that ride so fun is that they do kind of ham up the sort of warnings and, you know, do not enter here. And even the Phantom yeah. Manor version in Paris, there's that sign-up, which I have as a as a piece of wall art myself, which is warning people away from the Haunted Mansion or the, the Phantom Manor. 
Um, I, I, I kind of maybe wish they'd maybe gone down that road instead of another sort of naive, ignorant family moving into what is clearly a haunted house and just not realising. Uh, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, but yeah, the cast is good, and uh, as I say, visually it looks it looks kind of on point. So I guess we'll see if the story holds up. But we don't have too much longer to wait. As I say, this is out in August. I think is what they are working towards, and it's a cinema release. It's not uh, straight to Disney Plus uh, or anything like that. And I think oh, it's July yeah. actually, July twenty eighth in the US. It seems August eleventh in the UK. Seems a bit harsh. I don't know why we have to wait longer. Do you think they'll call it Phantom Manor in Paris? And uh... <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool, right? If it, if in France they just called it Phantom Manor still. Uh, yeah. And missed. I, I guess they. I don't know. Would it go out into the China into the Asian markets where they they don't like ghosts? I guess not. No, so it'd be a bit of a hard one to edit, right? How yeah. much film would you have left? <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick a UK theme park ride to get a movie. What would it be? A uh, UK theme park ride. Um, yeah. 13 would probably be pretty cool. That's Nemesis haunted. is probably haunted an action house. movie. Because um, then oh, obviously yeah. you've got a sequel in Nemesis Inferno as well. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. The Nemesis uh, Cinematic Universe. Yes, yeah. There's a, there's a, t- there would technically be a third one as well because there's, there's another Nemesis ride, or there was for a short time, uh, at Alton Towers as well. Mm. Um, Nemesis obviously shut at the moment for refurbishment well what we hope is refurbishment anyway there's like kind of minor concepts of storylines at the Alton Towers rides which I kind of thought was cool like Oblivion has one a little bit but not a lot but yeah I think 13 13 and Nemesis are the first two that jumped to mind Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Jewel now that that's shut see what storyline they come up with there um or maybe Hex at Orton Towers as well. Obviously, that's based on the the old Chained Tree uh, legend of uh, the local Orton uh, woodlands. So I thought it was interesting, uh, this quote here from the director of the Haunted Mansion, the new Haunted Mansion, who says, Our team has worked tirelessly to create a scary, funny and cinematic otherworldly adventure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I just... I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the fact that the first adjective he used was scary before funny, I mean, I wonder, I I would assume they're going to work for a PG on this, but if it tips into 12A, PG-13 territory, maybe it will be a bit creepier because obviously you can be given a 12 or a PG-13 for different reasons, you know. Superhero movies basically get that by default because even though it's not particularly graphic, the films are predominantly about people punching each other so there's you know consistent violence and very mild cursing occasionally obviously haunted mansion doesn't strike me as a film that would get a pg-13 or 12a for those kinds of reasons like if it was gonna if it was gonna target that kind of rating it would be because it might be yeah a bit creepy a bit a bit spooky so i yeah i guess maybe i hope that 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 is what they go for but if i had to guess this is going to land at a pg uh we'll see yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I mean, PG sounds about right. Um, I think, yeah, if they want to go a lot, little bit scary, a bit creepier, then maybe a 12A. Um, I think 12A sits right for me, but I think they'd mm. probably aim for a 12, uh, for a PG. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I can't think of many Disney films that 
you know, have the Walt Disney Studios branding that are above a PG. I mean, I guess the Pirates, the Caribbean films were 12s and, yeah, there's some relatively creepy stuff in those. So I guess it's not completely impossible or out of the realms of possibility, but, well, we'll wait and see. I, I, I hope to be pleasantly surprised. And I'm not, like, saying this as someone who's just, like, you know, you get those freaks who are, like, oh, uh, when Wolverine, Wol- all X-Men films should be at 18 because Wolverine's got knives for hands and I want to see him chop arms off and blood go everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> calm down, you freak. Like, kids like Wolverine too. Um, you know, you, who, you can... I don't, don't know, get me whoever wrong, this like, guy is. I like this guy. <clears throat> right, yeah, but the next film he's in will be an 18, right? So, Oh, Deadpool 3. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Anyway, Haunted Mansion. I'm, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic, I suppose, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously revive the Theme Park Film Review series when that comes out. So of course, yes. Get hyped. Um, speaking of Disney rides that have become films, uh, this I just thought was fun and made me want to ask you a question. Uh, Josh Gad did a shift as a Jungle Cruise skipper at Disneyland. Uh, yeah. Disney put this video out. Obviously, Josh Gad is uh, well known in the Disney fandom for voicing Olaf in the Frozen films. Yeah, and uh, it just made me want to ask you, Josh, if you could pick one actor or one famous person. It's like the thing part version of the "Who would you want as your ultimate dinner quest?" A uh, dinner guest question. Who would yeah. you want if you could pick anyone to be your Jungle Cruise skipper in the world? Oh. Who would it be? Oh God! I, th- I think I would just give the same answer as my dinner dinner guest uh, uh, my dinner guest question, which is Arsene Wenger. It's like I just want to hang out with Arsene Wenger. <laughs> if I can't do it at dinner, which is probably ideal, I'd happily yeah. just do it on the Jungle Cruise, and I, I would uh, love to see what he was able to do. Uh, in terms of his Jungle Cruise commentary, I think that would be good fun, and I could still also pick his brains about football and life and yeah, politics I, 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 and I, I, whatever else. I, I, yeah, I, I can see that. I think I'd go. I think I'd go for if I was going to go Jungle Cruise, I'd want to go uh, at least slightly comedic. Uh, I think t- seeing Tom Hanks ham, ham it up would be quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I'd also, you know, maybe go for a comedian, um, you know, like a prime, prime Peter K. I think that could be brilliant. <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I hear when he's done with his sold out tour, he is in fact going to, res- to play. Residency, Tom. Residency. Play the, play the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, left field as well, you know, like an Al Murray pub landlord to get a proper Brexit jungle cruise going on. They should open a jungle cruise on the Swanscombe Peninsula when, uh, <laughs> when they finally decide what to do with that. And Al Murray can do that yeah. one. He's, he's based in Kent, isn't he, Al Murray? He could yeah, I think so. Yeah. skipper a cruise down the Thames next to the Swanscombe Peninsula. But if you look on your left, you've got spiders. If you look on your right, you've got spiders. <laughs> you look behind you, they're building some flats. Anyway... Beautiful, That's beautiful it. British spiders. Beautiful British spiders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. And Arsene Wenger Jungle Cruise, I could go look at uh, the hippo on the on the left hand side. Uh, I, uh, only if he's got that coat with a broken zip on. Oh yes, the big duffel coat with a broken zip. Yeah, 
I absolutely yeah. could go for that. A bit, bit hot in the Florida climate. Um, maybe he could well, do the California yeah. version in the winter. It might be a bit. Even then, I think that coat is probably a bit OTT. Probably, but probably a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be anyway. fine on the Swanscombe Peninsula, though. Yes, definitely. Very well suited to the Swanscombe Peninsula. One hundred percent. Speaking of UK theme parks, Josh, couple here for you sort of anyway the first one we have an opening date for the Jumanji land that's coming to Chessington we spoke about this a few weeks ago uh, we got some new details of the rides that are coming and uh, it's yep. going to open on the 15th of May so not long after the official start of the 2023 theme park season so that's cool that's exciting yeah are you going to this thing are we going to go to Chessington? Are we is where where does Chessington rank in the? It's a bit weird to go here without a child. Uh, I, ranking. It, it's uh, it's uh, it's probably pretty. I'd say it's pretty high. Is it? Is it? Mm. But I think you can get away with it because there are some bigger. There's some you know some classics there. It's uh yeah. There's some nostalgia coasters. I think is uh, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. I think it's not, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I'm going to just sort of put this to you. It's not so much not going with a kid or going without a kid. It's going alone without a kid. So if you're going in a group or a pair, whether it's this or Legoland, is that, is it, would that genuine, generally be seen as more acceptable? Like if, I don't know, a group of four guys or, or even two guys went to Legoland... Would that would that be would that be weird? Uh, I don't I don't know. You just you just really want to go to Legoland. I, I do. I, do. I, I can't deny it. I'm looking for someone to tell me it's okay. I, that's, that's what I, I, I want. Like for for me, I still think it's weird for a group of adults to go to Legoland. Right. Uh, but, but why, Josh? Because none of the rides are, are remotely for adults. Oh, maybe I'm not going for the rides. I just want to see the intricately built models you know i want to see the lego uh, london and the lego whatever else they've got i haven't been for so long i forget uh, well i'd argue that you're paying a hell of a lot of money for uh to see some models i mean they're good models but jesus i do like Lego though uh, it's like 50 quid entry or something i imagine how good the stamp must be josh at the lego shop at lego Lake. oh imagine if imagine if there's no stamp <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a kick in the teeth that would be. I've taken I'd a massive hit to so my funny. social credibility by going to Legoland as a quote-unquote grown man by himself with no children. And yet, <laughs> and I can't even get a stamp. That would be, that would be truly, de- tr- truly be disappointing. The cake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But no, this this looks good. Uh, just to remind people, kind of the, the landmark ride for, for Jumanji is the Mandrill Mayhem Roller Coaster. Uh, which is going to wrap round this big Jaguar shrine, which you saw being built when you went to Chessington last year. So that's kind of yeah. going to be the centerpiece of this new area. Uh, and it will take guests that's upside cool. down, uh, go to the top of the said Jaguar shrine. Uh, and it's it's a winged coaster for, for people who might have forgotten. Like I said, there's an episode a few weeks ago where we went into a bit more detail about all of these rides. So worth scrolling back through the feed and finding that one. But yeah, good to get an opening date, and this hopefully will be successful for Chessington. And and I personally hope, like, whilst I definitely, I'm sure, have said on this show before, specifically probably about Disney, that it's kind of a shame that theme parks have been completely overtaken, or it feels like they are increasingly being overtaken by IP rather than yeah. 
stuff that's built from the ground up for theme parks specifically. I, I can't deny that, at least in the UK, I think there is room for some more IP-based um, theme park attractions because we don't have many. And hopefully, if this does well, that will encourage uh, you know more deals to be done that could see other franchises represented at, at the UK parks and just get a bit more mm. money invested in them. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think there's a there's a there's a healthy balance to be found, which I think the UK parks are probably leaning too far towards no theming or you know no franchise presence, franchise inspiration, and then you've got you know y- y- your purists, your Disney purists, who will say Disney have gone too far in the other direction. Uh, maybe maybe this can help uh, see the UK parks find that healthy middle ground. Just sticking to the UK briefly, bit of a UK-US hybrid story for you here. Harry Potter, uh, we've got new stuff coming to Harry Potter attractions here and in the US. So I think the more exciting one for me, Josh, actually is the US one, and that's that vegan butterbeer is coming to the US Harry Potter lands. Yes. Uh, but I assume this is just going to be the same recipe, but with a, like a plant-based alternative in there to replace. I mean, it is America. Maybe there is meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got to be some sort of creamy element to it, right? It's got to be... Seems like it's the froth. So I'm reading this on Blue Loop, and it seems like it's the froth that is kind of the defining feature so far as the vegan version so that the froth is specifically cited as being a uh, vegan friendly so yeah i guess the right. uh, you know that, that would suggest that it was a creamy uh, a creamy substance before and, and now is is not uh, it sounds like yes. it's going to be relatively limited so it, at least to start with it's going to be available in the uh in the three broomsticks uh, broomsticks broomsticks at, uh, and the leaky cauldron uh in uh, the florida Harry Potter lands, so both both lands, islands and Universal, and then in Hollywood it will be at the Hogshead Pub and also their version of the three broomsticks. So no mention of it being available in just sort of the dedicated butterbeer uh, stands out and about in the in the parks. But uh, I don't know, maybe they will be there too. You'd, you'd imagine that if not yet, they will eventually. I suppose it will depend on demand. Mm. Uh, and then here in London, Josh, this actually sounds really cool. So the uh, Warner Brothers Studio Tour, which I am quite keen to go back to, actually, just because I went, I think I spoke about it at the time, I went in March 2020, so just at the point that we kind of knew we'd probably be going into lockdown, but hadn't quite done it yet, and you know we were sort of walking around the studio tour thinking, I'm not sure we should be here, there's an Italian school <laughs> trip over there. <laughs> and this all just feels wrong so i'm quite keen yeah. to go with less kind of anxiety about getting ill and this might be a good enough excuse so they're going to add hundreds of floating candles to the great hall which will be mm. the first time the great hall set has featured the floating candles since they were actually making the films so oh well wow. that sounds cool uh, and uh, i would like to see that for myself 
I, I've never been, so. Uh, oh, you should you should get yourself over there, Josh. It is very good. I mean, even if you're a moderate Harry Potter fan or, or don't particularly care, I, I, even just from a kind of movie making perspective, you know how these kind of films get made, the work that goes into them from a sort of production perspective, it's all very very interesting. Yeah. Like if you if you're ever someone who has spent hours watching behind the scenes documentaries on your DVD collection back in the day or whatever, then this is like walking through one of those basically. So. It's worth checking out. You do just have to book it a long time in advance. Yeah, it's definitely that is definitely uh, the reason I want to go is for is for the uh, the filming side of it rather than the Harry Potter side of it. I guess. Uh, finally, again, this is something we've spoken about previously, but it's now just opened. So the Serengeti Flyer, which is a new ride at Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, uh, just a big new swing uh, flat ride. Uh, which flings riders up to 135 feet in the air at speeds approaching 68 miles per hour. Uh, so video is out. It's open. Looks pretty good. I, I mean, to me at least, it's uh, it's always a bit sad to be reminded of Rhino Rally. So this is on the site of the old load loading area for Rhino Rally, which I thought was right, a fantastic yeah. attraction. And they obviously got rid of it quite some years ago at this point. Part of Rhino Rally... What was used for Rhino Rally is what uh, Cheetah Hunt went into the roller coaster, mm-hmm. and now the loading station is being used for this. Uh, yeah, every time I see Rhino Rally written down in, in a news article or something, I think, oh, mm. oh yeah, that was that was that was a good ride. Uh, alas, uh, yeah. What, what do you make of Serengeti Fly, Josh? You, you, I think you said this is pretty similar to something that we did at Thorpe Park. Yeah, this is uh, basically identical to Rush. At Fort Park, um, mm. much nicer weather for it though. That's for sure. That is true. Uh, it look it looks good. Uh, big. I think it could give you some interesting uh, views of the park um, and you know of the animals and that sort of thing. So that'd be. Uh, I think yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice addition. I think it, you needed something in there uh, to take away from the fact that Rhino Rally has been gone for so long, and I think this is. A, I have always really enjoyed Rush. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad this is, uh, they've added this to Bush Gardens. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And they've been hitting a pretty good cadence for new rides over there these last couple of years. You think of Tigris just before the pandemic and Iron Gwazi. And uh, yeah, I think there's been a couple of others that aren't immediately coming to mind in the last sort of four or five years. So yeah, they, they've done a pretty decent job at, uh, at keeping people coming back uh, with new rides. So, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully this one has gone down well. That is everything, Josh, on my list of news for yeah. this week. And that is going to do it for our uh, episode of the Park Rush podcast this week. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to keep up with the show in between episodes, you can do so on the socials which you can find at links.parkrush.com. If you want to get in touch, the best way to do that is email us, podcast at parkrush.com. And of course, if you're listening for the first time and you've not subscribed, why not? Give it a go. (laughs) We're on all the apps, all the podcast apps. You can find us. All right. Stay safe out there, everybody. Take it easy, and we will catch you next week here on the Park Rush Podcast. Until then, goodbye. See ya.